What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. It's good to be Justin here. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Nick Lamone is here. Howdy. And we got a great show for you this week. Uh, the, the first Sony State of Play just ended. Uh, we'll be sharing our thoughts and reactions on that. We got to talk about Angry Birds for uh, <laughs> not, not a great reason, I'm afraid. But there is some very interesting developments happening. Don't right tune now. out. It's a really neat story. It is a real story. It's the original Angry Birds. And we will be checking in with the Nintendo seal of quantity. But oh, first. Man. But first. the uh, So first State of Play. Now in the rear view mirror, what is everyone's thoughts? The number one, uh, the top comment on IGN's article, everything announced at the State of Play is, well, that could have been an email. And yes, that's, an, that's an overused <laughs> wow. internet joke cliche, but also maybe not entirely untrue. Uh, I think I was we a needed to see what Suicide Squad was, though. I don't think that could yeah. have been an email. They haven't showed any of that yet. And now I know I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I, yeah, I mean, we we didn't debrief on this stuff beforehand. I thought everybody really liked the state of play. I liked it. I think you're the only person on our entire staff that has a positive take on it at this point. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I also put up a poll in the um, IGN Facebook group immediately after uh, the the show was over, just asking, "What do you think? Yay or nay?" Seventy seven percent of respondents saying nay. At this okay. Point, okay. Votes. Well, the other I like I'm with the 23%. That's okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was focusing on 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 Suicide Squad, but which like Gotham Knights last year kind of has an uphill battle ahead of itself. Um, there's a I'll paraphrase a, a funny comment that someone made in my in my poll in the Facebook group. They said, "Everyone, everyone, uh, Rocksteady, just keep making Batman games. You're great at it. We love it. Just keep mm-hmm. Batman coming." And Rocksteady says. Or, <laughs> yeah. What if we took that, ten years yeah. <laughs> to, to make this? That's um, like my, my like. Just as you're saying, Damon, like after Gotham Knights too, it's like the, the expectations are high to not make another Gotham Knights or to kind of pivot from that. But they don't. They don't develop games that way, right? There's just no way they're putting out two versions of Gotham Knights basically. And they showed us that today. And that's, I liked Gotham Knights. Okay. It wasn't like the worst game ever, but like, I also have a different feeling about this game because this is rock steady. And even though people get to have their destinies and their Genshin impacts out there, that's great. Mm-hmm. Go play those games. That's great. I'm resentful that a company that's made some of the best single player games of all time is making this game for, for 10 years and not making really cool Batman games. I think that's messed up. And it happened with Anthem and the same thing. And, you know, I don't want to like make assumptions about who's making calls about why they're making these games, but like, it just, it's just a bummer to me. Like there were, these were some of the greatest single player companies in the world. And then when I see the theme is killed, killed the justice league and they, they patented a system by which you kill bosses in an open world with their Mm -hmm. deputies. And I'm like, (laughs) What the heck? What? Those are two huge missed opportunities. This team making a single player game and this this team using that system. What's it called? The Nemesis system? Nemesis Nemesis system. Yeah. yeah, From Shadow of Mordor. What a bummer, man. It's just, this game looks like Crackdown with, with swagger, (laughs) which that Crackdown had swagger is kind of annoying. It's, it's one of those things where it's like a slippery slope of like creatively pigeonholing someone into doing the same thing they've always done that's well. And like, I understand like, oh, I want to try something new and I'm excited that Rocksteady got a chance to do something new. But at the same time, to back to Sam's point, they were really damn good at making those single player Batman games. And you know what? Maybe yeah. this one time, 
what if they just did another single player game? Like for me, it's very much when you put a when you when you throw a game as a service lo- um, like a label on a game like that, it immediately has like a shelf life in my mind. I still to this day return to Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight because those games are just some outstanding story uh, storytelling in a in a single player game. So. I just don't know that you're going to be able to revisit the Suicide Squad at one point in the future the way you did their previous outings, which is mm-hmm. kind of a bummer. Of that said, compared to Arkham uh, or Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't played this game, but it does look like it feels better to play. It, it looks like it has some sort of uh, flow, some ebb and flow to its. It's combat. more purple, so, hey. is what you're saying. <laughs> but but it's there's no there's no purple cra- light. There's no wild rain effects. <laughs> um, no, it just looks like the combo system looks fun. Like the the combat itself looks like it has uh, some rhythm to it, which is nice. I yeah, you, you all you all are such haters. It looks like a fun video game. It totally looks like you know you got King Shark bopping all around, ground pounding, Harley Quinn zip zopping all around. Like she looks like she plays like the Batman like character. You know, I liked all the shooting with Deadshot. Like I think it looks good. Like I'm very much over in the year 2023. Sort of like aiming down your scope and shooting glowing weak points on a tank, which is weird. Um, and I'm sure there's some story reason for why there's a purple glowing weak point on the tank, but it's like, we were making fun of that, you know, like hit the giant enemy crab for massive damage in like 2005 or whatever year that was. So, so you know, like I, I'm, I'm not jazzed about that part of it. And it's also particularly concerning that, that's what they led with where like you would think they'd have the wherewithal to put their absolute best foot forward. So it's like, well, okay, what does the other, you know, 99% of the game look like? So I'm not without my concerns, but it's like, yeah, I just like the game looks really fun. It looks like a super fun video game to play to me. And I, uh, uh, I'll say something nice about it. Every cutscene looks awesome. Like it's just, they look fun and weird. And just like that Batman one they showed in December looked really cool. And like this time, like freaking Wonder Woman like shows up and uses a truth lasso on mm-hmm. like a guy to like break through his like curse well, or whatever. That guy's the flesh. Yeah. I've never heard of that <laughs> character, but it looks really, really cool. Yeah. I think hey. every time they present the storytelling stuff in uh, Suicide Squad, I'm like, yes, this looks like a successor to the story from uh, the, the Arkham universe. So I'm excited to see where they take that world. But it's just the in-between moments where I'm like, I don't know that I want to be in a giant combat arena where me and three of my buddies can take on un- uh, you know, nondescript soldier A through C. While we yeah. fight other tanks and, and whatnot, like, and then they're going to add characters and missions, which you just know means they have to be nondescript character A through C. It's just Anthem. It's just it, Anthem. And I worry that this game just like I know you can play it single player. You do still need an online connection to play the single player. But like, I, I'm worried that this game won't be fun if you play it by yourself. Like, I think this game yep. looks like it'll only be fun if you're playing with three other people. But is that fun when you play with three other people just to, you know, hit a bullet sponge every 100 enemies? And then those 100 enemies are just like, you know, Night of a Thousand Ninjas, like the tick game. It's just like, I don't, I don't get this stuff. Man. Right. Like, I, I think I, I think it's a glorified hangout it. game. It's a glorified yeah. hangout game, which is I, maybe I'm not the right audience because I'm not a big game as a service guy. Like I got into Destiny 2 for a while, but at a certain point, I'm just like, what am I doing, man? Like, I think I got to play other games. <laughs> What are you yeah. doing? You're, play, you're playing a fun, polished video game with your buds. 
Maybe, maybe yeah, but Rock- if it's like a Lego game, I don't want to do that. It's just like I just walk through them, you know. Like it, it's yeah. just not as fun for me as like one that takes a little bit of you know cerebral uh, you know activity. And like I understand there can be popcorn games. I just like don't want the biggest single player developer on earth making them. Yeah, maybe out. maybe Rocksteady has earned the benefit of the doubt. If it's fun to play by myself, I'll totally play it. Um, it seems like you. You, you can pick different characters, but it doesn't seem like you can do it on the fly. I think at the beginning of a mission, you pick which character you want to Did be. Did you see that they're AI or whatever character? Yeah, the other like three characters will be AI controlled. Yeah. Which makes you wonder how much, like all we saw today is just combat. It, you know, what else is there to the gameplay? Is there, more, is there more of the thoughtful, like, you know, detective mystery stuff that was in the Arkham games? Yeah, if there three is, people giving you hints. Exactly, for exactly. <laughs> what are they going to be doing the whole time? What if you try throwing your axe at that thing over there? <laughs> it's just, and you guys mentioned Anthem and what you didn't mention, um, Marvel's Avengers. Also, like those games were big disappointments. So I just, I don't know why they keep trying this thing. Well, it is like, true, you know, like really De- Destiny is the originate. It's not the very original game as a service, but like the modern way that we think about these kind of never ending gear grindy games like Destiny started that. Right. And like and it remains like the gold standard. Like, I'm not sure that anyone has done it better since, actually. Um, and many, many people that have chased a big that single player company out of the running, too. But they <laughs> yeah. also made good multiplayer games. So it's OK. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like Avengers didn't get it right and Anthem definitely didn't get it right. And, you know, and then, you know, we'll see about we'll see. Well, it's actually still not 100 percent clear if this is that kind of like gear, you know, your game as a service, you're going to play it forever. But certainly seems like Suicide Squad is that. I mean, they're showing gear scores and numbers and they talk, they're talking about DLC. There's a season pass. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like this is just all it's just all fitting into a a troubling pattern. Yeah, that's number it just numbers number go up. That's what video games are now. <laughs> when I think that's what they called RPG elements in this, this, this mm-hmm. stream too. They're like for people that like RPGs, yeah. And they're like, here's your weapon score. Um, they uh, what one thing that like I just like philosophically think about open world games and especially superhero games and especially Batman games is that they have multiple types of gameplay. This is like a dishonored thing too, right? It's like you can infiltrate, you can sneak, you can explore, you can solve puzzles, you can get to a place in the game that's difficult to get to basically through platforming and ingenuity mm-hmm. or you can climb really high to somewhere and get some reward of that this game is like fall on enemies and kill them it's all they've shown and i can't imagine what else they're going to have if the whole game is built around characters shouting quips yeah. all the time around you it just doesn't make for a it doesn't make for a, a reason to exist like just put this on rails and put it in an arcade that's fine that would be fine to do but I don't know why they would have a giant, you know, open world made for it, let alone a bunch of characters that matter. Like well, who wants to play with a bunch of friends and be like, all right, everybody shut up and watch this fun cutscene. That doesn't even make sense. Well, that doesn't make sense. The craziest thing is that there is a perfect example of this game in a single player format, and it was Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was fantastic, yeah. you know? It's also a big flop. <laughs> well, but a but, fantastic but- game. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy really centered itself around its dialogue system and the story was trying to tell with the combat as just a fun way to get from A to B. This seems like the inverse of that, where its focus is on its combat and gameplay with some story to keep you kind of hooked in between. So very similar, but I think there's a fundamental difference for sure. What if it has what if it has a thousand Riddler trophies? One thousand. <laughs> what if I'm listening? And, and yeah, exactly. Three, three hits hmm. per trophy. They didn't even put those in Gotham Knights. I don't know why. 
Yeah. Um, I know. A couple highlights from the state of play for me were humanity. I was just going to say that. Oh, it looks so cool. Looks and it looked like that era of weird PlayStation game that we've yeah, all Yeah, it looks like Intelligent Cube, right? Yeah, yeah and, and it looks like it also, it's so funny that we name dropped The Last Guy a few weeks ago because right? it's got similar. I mean, the gameplay doesn't seem anything like it, but it's got, it's got vibes. Crowds, right? Yeah. And it's, like I think it's like a, le- I mean, this is a Lemmings-like, right? Like, that's yeah. what it seems the actual or, gameplay is. And then is. they show like that scene where there's a bunch of people fighting with lightsabers. Like, what the heck yeah. is going on? What's this dog making people <laughs> do? You got some echo chrome there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, I love it. From, I love, yeah. love it. This is from the developer of Tetris Effect. Um, so good pedigree there. It looks awesome. Right. Action, action puzzle game. The weird thing is that uh, no one had heard of this game, but I, I looked. They, they, there's a Twitter account for this game that was opened in 2019, and they've tweeted Whoa. sporadically. So it's like mm. it's, it hasn't been a mystery or anything, but this is the first time anyone's really hearing about it. I think my favorite thing about this game is like now that it's done and almost out, like it looks like a complete vision and it's like, okay, this looks really fun. Like I get it. I'm into it. Like I'm confident this game's going to find an audience, but I'm imagining this game in like the pitch phase. Yeah. Like a dozen people, or I don't know how many, but like a whole team of people worked on this for years and they had to get millions of dollars approved to make this video game. And I'm like, how do they, like, no, look, it's going to be so cool. Like there's going to be, you're a dog and all the people are going to follow you. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone somewhere said, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. That's it. It was probably Shuhei Yoshida. It's probably Shuhei. (laughs) Um, And then they announced, Three, the final three launch characters for Street Fighter Six, um, uh, which is Zangief, Cami, and then Lily is a new character. Which, <coughs> that I, the thing I thought was interesting about that is she has like clubs, just weapons that she uses. And this what, Street Fighter is not a weapons-based game. Everybody's mm. gonna look at that and be like, "Wait, I could have brought a katana." Yeah, right. <laughs> Why does she get to use weapons? Yeah, that seems that's, that seems unfair. Anyway, but Street Fighter Six still looks very cool, and if uh, if. If well, I, I want to point out that Vega also had weapons. I guess you're right. Claws, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, there is a precedent for that. It seemed unfair then, too. Yeah. Blanca does use electricity, too, which is kind of... Lights <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, people. <laughs> but that was kind of it, because like I, I'm already on board day one for Resident Evil 4. I didn't need to see more of that. Yeah. And then... Like, um, I'm, always, I'm always happy to see more. I just... At this point, I just want to cover my eyes when somebody shows yeah. me new stuff about it. And then maybe maybe Justin was excited about um, what Baldur's Gate three. Um, yeah, although I, I would play it on PC. Yeah, mm. yeah. So like that was it. They opened up with five PSVR two games that looked bad, in my opinion. They don't look like PlayStation it five games. Um, I don't have a PSVR two. If they had announced Half Life Alex coming, I probably would have ordered one today. But nope. What a oh, shocker, right? No announcement. Where of that. is that game? Yeah, what's so, that game called? Like a, a chia or something? I, I forget yeah, the name all the time. The oh. animal jumping one. I thought that trailer yeah. today was the coolest one they've showed so far. I think it looks I, cool. I love the music in it too. Mm. Now that one didn't do too much for me. I don't. Know. I don't know what's no? going Wasn't on. Wasn't this, this one announced a while ago though? Yes. No, n- nobody just, knows. Yeah, it was. It was announced before. They've shown a very similar set of uh, sequences, but <clears> I like the idea of like it being set on one island and then like. And they show the flying and swimming and stuff like it looks pretty crisp and neat and, and like, you know, different different ways to explore. I think that's cool. And of course, reminds I'm a sucker for the, the link leaf. Reminds mm-hmm. me of a faint like a, a larger uh, short hike experience. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't play a short hike, a wonderful two hour game. But this looks like a bigger version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a short hike is great. Loved it. But that was kind of it. 
that was kind of it for the state of play. And we should, you know, we weren't expecting any first party games. They said that ahead of time. But the fact of the matter is, it remains like 2023 is just a huge mystery for Sony's first party. Yep. There's Spider Man 2, supposed to be out this fall. It doesn't have a release date. That's it. That's it. There's no, maybe a, a better way to put it is, there is no PlayStation first party game with a release date right now. Well, te- isn't Nothing. technically Final Fantasy 16 a limited ex- timed exclusive? It's, it's not first party though. Yeah, that's true, true. Yeah, I mean, you have like Microsoft went on that spending spree several years ago, buying up yeah. you know, a dozen plus big studios, you know, and Sony kind of didn't, uh, you know, Insomniac like in uh, Bungie, but like, you know, they were starting to feel that right now, two, three, four years later, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, Sony Santa Monica just came out with a game, so they're out of commission for a while. Like, The Last of Us still needs some time to bake. Like, I guess there's all the Japan studios. We don't quite know what they're all working on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they should have waited until they did. They could share something about um, first-party stuff. However, uh, a theory that many of us share is that Sony has some sort of a deal with Warner Brothers. Just like last year, they had a state of play based around Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. We're three months out from the release now of Suicide Squad. They have some deal with Warner Brothers that they so they had like cobbled together a state of play. Well, they have some deal with Final Fantasy 16 also, and I wish yeah. that was in it. Yeah. It, it making matters worse, both Microsoft and Nintendo shadow dropped amazing games during their showcases recently, you know. So and then yeah. Sony yeah. has to follow that up, you know. I want that humanity dog game to yeah, be shadow dropped. That would have been a good shadow drop. That's a good call. I know. That would have been it, great. I know. That one's out in May. Okay, well, speaking of Shadow Drops and stuff we're playing now, Nick, you, it's been a, a couple episodes since you've been on. You're playing Octopath Traveler 2? Yes, I just started Octopath Traveler 2 and having a pretty good time. I wasn't a huge fan of the original game, but I think this game has already started to do a lot. It, it's already done a lot to remedy uh, the problems I had with the first game. Mostly, the first game, the party members never felt like they were really working with each other to some respect like none of their stories really ever coalesce to be about them working together except for that like final dungeon at the end of the game the secret optional dungeon but this game is already seemingly tying the party members a lot closer together also i really like turning it from night to day and from day to night (laughs) pretty cool you just do it in an instant yep it's exactly Um, what i want damon you're playing too do you both think it's like as amazing looking as the trailers seem to indicate I really do. And I, yeah, I, I think especially I'm playing on PS5. Um, it just, it really, really looks like stunning quite often. It's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I'm still playing it and it has its hooks in me in that I'm thinking about it during the day when I'm not playing it. Uh, oh. Nick, how many, how many like party members have you gathered up now? I'm still pretty early on. I've only gotten two so far, but even okay. only having two, it already seems like, again, there's still a lot of like, um, connective tissue between the party members already, which is already a big plus for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm up to like six or seven now. um, And I I love the game. However, I am skipping a lot of the dialogue and I found um, (laughs) uh, the game plays just fine. If you want to (laughs) skip the dialogue, whatever you skipped, you'll still be reminded what your next objective is and everything. So that's That's not very good sign. What's One that? thing that's been, he said, that's not a very good sign. <laughs> I, I love the game. I'm here for the game. I'm yeah. not here for all the dialogue. How about it RPGs or stories? I don't know. It, it does have a nice like set dressing that kind of reminds me a lot of the uh, Yasumi Matsuno, like Evilis Alliance. Like, I don't know. There's something about the way it looks 
that that harkens back to that sort of thing. Also with like the Live Alive remake coming out um, recently, like I'm just reminded of how much of a precursor Live Alive was to something like Octopath Travel. I was like, man, they really got it. They got it right back in the 90s. Like, wow, they, they really yeah. nailed it with this one. Uh, but well, it, it it does feel right. Sam, to, th- wait, to th- was- throw my, my, my term out to try to get it trending, uh, these live alikes, I've been thinking about <laughs> them a lot, and they all have something in common, and that's that because you can choose wherever you can, you can start, there's mm-hmm. a lot of entry-level gameplay, like eight times as much as you normally have in an RPG, and so the ramp-up comes once you do all the intros. Now, that means that story really has to carry those, otherwise you're fighting you know, 30 wolves. And then in the next scene, you're fighting, you know, like 30 cowboys. And then yeah. it's just like, it's like that, that type of stuff. Like, so, so live alive, I think those are a really good job with, you know, uh, making those really different from each other. Like one is a, an instance where nobody talks. Like one is a instance with, you know, there's just, I, I don't even want to spoil. Like, so they're all just different from each other as different as the genres they come from. So I think that's cool. What, you know, like I worries me when it's all turn-based RPG, all beginner. And that's where Octopath, like I probably played six of the paths and then I just I just couldn't bring myself to get much further in that game because I was like, I, I don't really want to do two more tutorial levels before I get into it. I, I do well, think the, the overworld like party abilities kind of bogs down the game. And that was kind of a criticism I had the original game is like you can challenge literally anybody in a town to a duel and you'll get something for it. But I think that because, because it has those abilities, there is, there is a tendency for players to just do that the entire time. And then after a while you kind of get burned out of, well, I've done everything here and now I got to fight more dudes on my way to the next town. I'm over it. I I worry Mm -hmm. that it gives you too much upfront that you can do that you end up getting burnt out very early on. Sam, I don't, remember how it worked in the original Octopath. But in this one, you you can you don't have to play everyone's tutorial. Like when you meet a new character, you can just skip yeah, yeah. their you origin just play story. Their story. Yeah, yeah. You, and you don't you don't even have to. You can just you can catch up in the tavern if you want to hear their story. You can just add them to your party and continue on That's your cool. way if you want. However, I usually play I, I do play those because the game looks so cool. You get to see, yeah. you know, unique monsters and boss fights and scenery in their story. So I just go yeah. through I don't know if you could you do play? that in the first game. I can't remember. I would never I, I could know I can know everything there is to know about a game. And if they gave me an option to skip a tutorial, I'd be like, no, I can't skip it. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Like I'm so worried about like, I don't know what I'm skipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if there's an elixir in it? Yeah. I keep till the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Who'd you and pick then, first, Damon? Uh, Throne, the dance, the, no, I'm sorry, the thief. Cause stealing gotcha. is so much fun. Where did Walking. dancers come from in RPGs? I think it's so yeah. funny. I mean, I know what games they came from. I think Final Fantasy III had the first one. But it's just really, really funny to think about that as a class. And like every RPG, Fire Emblem has them too. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Like there's like all of these medieval weapons experts. And then you got the dancer. Yeah, and the bard. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Maybe they're just trying to think about what, if you have like a medieval themed game, maybe to think, what, what, what were the professions of the time? <laughs> I like in Final Fantasy VI how you have a gambler. And he's totally yeah. useless. Setzer is that his name? It's so stupid. yeah, Setzer. You got a gambler in this one too. Machine. Really? There's a gambler? Yeah, Setzer. Basically, a Setzer fill-in. He's, he's no way. Good. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Does he have a giant slot machine that kills people with coins? Well, <laughs> we'll see. And then uh, Nick and Sam, you guys are both playing uh, Atomic Heart. Yeah, I've played that a lot correct. more of Fire Emblem than Atomic Heart, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm maybe like three hours into Atomic Heart. So Nick, you can. You can lead this one. 
I, I'm in the same boat as you, Sam. I'm about three to four hours in right now. And the, the game just kind of, it, it's really weird. The second you hit new game, you just in almost in media rest, but like clumsily, you're just like in a canoe. I was like, wait, did my game glitch out? Like, this is kind of a weird start. Uh, but immediately you're immersed in this like Soviet era alternate reality where uh, the Soviet Union was very successful and they put out a, a, a ton of cool uh, inventions and whatnot. And that's the thing that kind of grabbed me right away is how visually stunning and striking this game is. It also runs pretty well for me. I'm playing on a PC. Um, but just right away, the, a big a big alarm went off in my head with just the first time your, your uh, protagonist just says anything. I was like, Dude, was this written by like a, a, a committee of thirteen-year-olds? Like, what's going on in this this game? Like, this, there's a lot of swears. A lot of swears. No, there, there's like, a lot of f bombs in there. There are for swears, no real but reason. it's like the characters. Every line is like Geralt in the Netflix show, which which I will remind people. I think is or is it Netflix? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It is Netflix. Um, yeah, I think it's very bad. So d- don't take this as an endorsement of this game, but it's like, he's like just trying to like sound like a badass only. Mm. And it's like every single line is like a one liner or, you know, like he argues with his like AI robot constantly. And it's just, just really mean to him. And there's, there's another game that did that recently where you're like the whole relationship with this character spoken, that you're right? talking to. Yeah. Forspoken that you're talking to the whole time. is just antagonistic <clears throat> and, and, you're like, all right, go easy on this robot trying yeah. to help. Like, it just gets old. I'm, I'm playing it for a couple hours, and it's, like, so old by now. It's just there's so much talking. And I think the part where I really was like, maybe I should just play this game on mute. Because, like, I I just really want to see what the next, like, level will offer. But, like, the second you meet the upgrade robot machine that wants to have sex with you for, like, yeah. three minutes straight, I was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it is just so silly and cringeworthy. I'm just like, you, you couldn't have just made it like a little bit of track. It, it needs to go very vulgar with how bad it wants to have sex with you. This robot to your protagonist. I was like, that's too much. Way yeah, too much. I, I would say that like, and like I, I, the set pieces are so interesting it's just like interesting. Like it's, it's a bunch of stuff you've never seen before. Like goo you can swim through that are showing there. Like there's all kinds of like weird things. And the robot designs, as our review said, are so cool for the most part. They're just so cool. They do another really innovative thing where if you go into a room and you're going to open every single cabinet and take all the things, you hold one button and it vacuums all the drawers yeah. open and takes all the stuff. I'm like, oh. this is a quality of life change in games that they all need. That's you know? great. It's like Luigi's Mansion or something. It's hundred really percent the Luigi's yeah. Mansion button. Yes, I thought yeah. the exact same thing. That's what like uh, every modern video game would be twenty hours shorter if the, all, it's just collecting garbage. They're just garbage collecting totally. simulators. Totally. I mean, look at these robots. They're just so cool. And the game like looks like this. Like it looks really sharp on PS5. It's really like you know you start out in these huge areas. You're flying over, and yeah. it looks really cool. It's beautiful. Like going for it. Um, it, this game, like, like it just, like, it, it just makes me uncomfortable though. Like, I don't want to play a game set in Soviet Russia. That's awesome right now. Like, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's just it like feels... this is this is the wrong time for that. And uh, you know, it, it's just like it, it's it, it it just it's just something feels off about that. And it's not it's not you know it, it doesn't need to be critical of where it's set or anything like that. But it's it's quite the opposite. Like it's mm-hmm. like. It's like the coolest version of what Russia could be, you know, and like that's an interesting take. 
And I think that that could be played with, but I'm not really trusting the maturity of the game to play with it the right way at the point that I'm at because the game is so, so immature. So Mm -hmm. we'll see where that goes, but it seems like it it does like try to present like, this is a, you know, a glorification of what the Soviet union, like what if they won? I mean, it's a dystopia. I I don't want to make it seem like it's like, you know, like it's like Bioshock, right? It's like, but, this but, is but a- you think they're going to like satirize it in a way that's like, oh, that, you know, the, yeah. maybe there'll be, and, and there's hints that, hey, things aren't all as it should be. But even yeah. then, anytime the game decides to, it, that it wants to veer into that territory, your, your loudmouth protagonist literally says, eh, that's some boring political shit. Get that exactly. out of here. That's <laughs> exactly like, right. Like you can't, you can't toe the line like this. It's just like, it, it's so un- uncommitted and like, I don't know, kind of cowardly in my opinion. Hmm. yeah so for me like i think like i i think you could have a lot of fun with this game it's just it's it's it, it's coming at an inopportune time which which actually makes me like think about but uh advanced wars and like you know there was a reason for delaying that game and like reading the room and like seeing what's going on you know, <laughs> geopolitically sometimes matters for your enjoyment of something that should be total fiction now that might be off that might be everybody's take that's fine it's just it's just you know the way that I'm set up and the way I am, you know, it's steeped in the news right now. I'm just like, eh, this doesn't really feel like a feel good game to me right now. And it's not making a commentary either. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> well, I think I'll stick with Octopath Travel 2 for now. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to some news of the week. Uh, you may not have heard that Angry Birds, the original Angry Birds, was re-released last year, last April, less than a year ago, as Rovio Classics yeah. Angry Birds. What great news. What a cool move on Rovio's yeah. part. Well done. And it, and it wasn't a free-to-play game. It was a paid-for game that was $1. It was $0.99. Yep. Cents. And the original Angry Birds is a 10 out of 10 game. It's an amazing game. It's endlessly playable. And I, mm-hmm. I know I've been reminded of this recently because uh, we've been letting our, our three-and-a-half-year-old son play Angry Birds. Uh, it, it, we're just thinking about what could he play on a tablet and that came to mind and Rovio, I think it's actually in um, Apple Arcade so yeah he's mm-hmm. been enjoying it and I was just reminded like oh my gosh this game is awesome mm-hmm. so that was cool but then we also got the news just this week that Rovio Classics Angry Birds <laughs> is going to be pulled it was, it's already been pulled from the Google Play Store it's gone and the iOS version will remain but it's being renamed to Red's First Flight Nothing Angry Birds. And Rovio mm-hmm. is being totally upfront about the reasoning. It's because Rovio Classics Angry Birds was too successful. Fewer people were playing all of their free-to-play games. The game was too uh-huh. successful. So they're just yanking it from people or they're just renaming it so it doesn't show up in searches for Angry Birds. It was too good of a value so they couldn't make as much money off microtransactions in the in yeah. the you know free-to-start oh. Angry Birds too. So they're they're going to try and funnel those players into their free to play games, which is a much worse, you know, user experience, but better at extracting money from people. So they're using I, this the, is... the seal of quality system <laughs> yeah. to take take the keywords out. They're using it yes. against itself. So this is this is horrible on its face, right? Like you don't even need like yeah. just the way you described it. It's like yes. it's horrible, but it gets it gets like doubly horrible when you remember that. In the earliest days of the App Store, when Angry Birds came out, that entire game built its reputation on being so unbelievably generous to the player of like, at that time, the game wasn't a dollar, it was two or three dollars. And then it was just mind blowing that like 
every month and every few weeks. It's like, here's 10 more levels. Here's 15 more levels. Here's a new world. And they added hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of levels to that game over a period of years, which is, you know, which is unsustainable for a game that's two or three dollars, except that, you know, the public kept rewarding them with more and more and more downloads. Like it was such a positive relationship on both ends of like, yeah, we're going to give you millions of dollars and millions of people are going to play your game and you're going to reward us with more and more and more free content for that game. And it was so generous. And that built this Rovio empire. It led to all the animation and the games and the spinoff and the Star Wars collaborations and the feature films. Like all of that was built off of this generosity of treating the player right. Yeah. It's it's so scummy. I don't, I don't even use that word very often. This is a super scummy move by Rovio. And I do. So look, like it is scummy. I, I, I feel for them in the perspective of like, you know, like if the if their microtransaction money declines, like people will lose their jobs, right? Like the company, like they need, you know, it's like they have a they revenue have target. That much they, in their statement, right? They're like, yeah, yeah. Th- that's exactly what they said in their statement. They were very upfront. I don't have the quote in front of me, but they were, you know, they were direct about that. Like we need this. Like you know, our business runs off this. Which you know, it's like I feel like they said the quiet part loud. Like true though that may be, like keep that to yourself. Maybe like come up with something else. Yeah, so the statement from Rovio reads, we are extremely grateful to the Angry Birds fans who have shown their love of the brand and this game from the beginning. We hope those fans can continue to bring that passion to our live Angry Birds games, such as Angry Birds 2, Angry Birds Friends, and Angry Birds Journey, where our goal every day is to craft the best possible experience for players. And I was also reminded recently at what absolute garbage Angry Birds 2 is because that was another thing we tried playing with our son and if anyone doesn't remember in Angry Birds 2 it's a free to play game where you get a set amount of lives every day Mm. like five tries if they're gone you have to wait 24 hours or watch a commercial to get a life back (laughs) they also garbage they also I I remember I think this is one of the very last games I reviewed was Angry Birds 2 and um the levels are semi randomly generated where if you spawn into the same level, like, you know, you, you leave a level and go back into the level. It might be like all the little structures might be made out of ice once, but then they might be made out of stone the next time you enter that level. So you don't even get the satisfaction of like the classic angry birds games are puzzle games, right? Like yeah, you have to figure out puzzle eventually. Yeah. And so not only so it completely misses the ethos of like, you know, it it just becomes an an arcadey fling birds yeah. and hope you win experience. You can't even solve the puzzle of the stage. Yeah, yeah. it's a carny game. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Wow. Uh, and then the Rovio community manager spoke out, says um, it Angry Birds the original is negatively impacting our other games, which is what we as a company have to focus on. If those other games do not improve and grow, then the outlook of the entire company changes. It's harder to create new games or work on new projects. I'm not sure that's something you would want. Well, no. And so that's, that's exactly where like that statement is what I was thinking of alluding to earlier. We're like, look, like I do have some sensitivity, like, you know, like that's business realities. Right. But like, goodness gracious, like figure out a way, like figure it out, <laughs> like figure out, figure out a way to do be both. Able to right? Sell your products that people love yeah. alongside the products that you're trying to get to work. And that's fine, right? You should be able to do both things, but they're saying people like this product so much that the pay, the pay scheme for it is meaning that we're not getting enough like whales on our other platforms, which is yep. a term that's for people that 
basically uncontrollably spend that the industry has made up that term and identifies as a way to, you know, make money. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with that, right? It's like, there's a lot of predatory behavior that's associated with it. So, you know, like one way to avert that is by also offering games that don't do that. So it's like kind of like messed up to be like, well, we're just going to be the, we're just going to have these games that, that people you know, might get banned in Europe. <laughs> Yeah, you know, other, God. other ones are di- making it harder for us to sell those. And it's so, easy to kind of, it's easy to like sit here and backseat, you know, lead a company. Like I've never led a company, but like, I feel like on the outside looking in Angry Birds feels very mismanaged. Like it was one of the yeah. biggest IP on earth and had two hit films and was a merch empire. And like yeah, Angry totally. Birds, Star Wars was like an insanely successful collab. And then like, I just, you know, they fumbled it. Like yeah. the other classic Angry Birds, like Angry Birds Star Wars, I just checked just now. It is not, you can't download it from the app store anymore. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, that one's gone. Crazy. And Angry Birds was gone for a while until they just brought it back last year. It's what just a miss. Like the, people, the people have spoken. What they want is a well crafted, you know, uh, Angry Birds game that doesn't have any of the free to play shit in it. So just like maybe, maybe that's what you should make. Make a new Angry Birds game and charge more for it. I bet people will pay for, you know more for it. I, f- I feel like we've had this conversation in this very same <laughs> podcast but with a very different video game company. Uh, not a one-for-one one analogy, but it is kind of interesting for a company who's kind of being hindered by their previous success with their new uh, ventures. It's a, a fascinating phenomenon that I think we're seeing more and more of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is but, like if EA was like, we're going to pull all the Mass Effect games out of every store and 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 then you all play Anthem more. It's like, it doesn't yeah. really, <laughs> can you do both maybe? Yeah. Well, and I do, I, I like the, I remember for many years, like Rovio is a publicly traded company. And so you can see their financial records. And I recall that they made more money from merch for a long time than they did from the games. So mm-hmm. the game, like, this cheap, incredibly generous game was an advertisement to sell $15 plushies. That's what it was. So it was like this flywheel that like pushed on itself and sell shirts to kids, you know? And, and again, like it's easy to backseat, you know, CEO of business, like maybe that merch business imploded, but like, I I have to imagine that like, you know, take care of your customer and then, you know, and then they'll continue wanting to wear the shirts and watch the cartoons and like the rest will take care of itself. Right. Right. So it's interesting to think about Nintendo going into the free-to-play space right. with Fire Emblem and Super Mario Brothers. And then at one point, they're probably like, you know, these games are doing good, but our core business is making money in these all these other ways, including merch, including standard video games, including ha- hardware. And they closed that part of their business. They're like, you know, they, they didn't double down on it. Um, it's just such an interesting tale of two companies. Like, they both had, for a while, Angry Birds was more recognizable than Mario, for sure. But like mm-hmm. that's that's gone now. Like how do yeah. you squander that? I yeah. think that I think that Mario Kart Tour is still active on mobile. I think I it's a good question right. question yeah, mark. But like, right. yeah. but that sort of like you know, and and you know, they had the Pikmin game from the Niantic from the Pokemon Go developers. So it's like they're still around. But like that Nintendo, you know, they've gone the way of the free to play game. Like that clearly didn't materialize in a major way. Like they've been they've been smart about it, right? Like pick and choose. Pick and choose your approach to, to those business models. Yeah. Very bad situation around Angry Birds and Romeo. Let's squeeze in a quick Nintendo seal of quantity before we run out of time here. Uh, there is, oh. 
once again, there are some really good uh, releases on the eShop this week. Viewers, listeners, the Nintendo seal of quantity is your assurance that no one at Nintendo <laughs> is paying any attention to what is being published on the Nintendo eShop. This week, we get games like, I'll have to take a deep breath for this one. Z-World Zombie Death War survival platformer game Left Killer Box 2023. <laughs> one of the longer titles we've seen. Now, what's interesting about this is that the copy of the description of the game is actually pretty competently written this time. Oh. There's nothing really funny to share there, but like, why is the title of the game like this? What we have is like a, a 2D side-scrolling game where you uh, fight zombies and attempt to escape a city on a train. Why did they name the game Z-World Do- Zombie Death Wars Survival Platformer Game Left Killer Box 2023? What's Left Killer Box? Is that trying to get Left for Dead? Is that like a... May- okay, uh... maybe. They forgot so, to check the box in that like uh, t- <laughs> SEO title thing, and they just like, yeah. oh shoot, we forgot to cross it out. <laughs> I like, I like the inclusion of platformer. It's yeah. like if you mix platformer with any of these other words, is that what people are looking for? Platformer box, death platformer, war platformer. Like no zombie platformer. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what I like to decipher is like what SEO keywords are they trying to hit, and I'm not quite sure on Killer Box. Yeah, or left. <laughs> or, I mean, left for dead. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Z World Zombie. It's it's uh, World War Z. Yeah. Yep. There. I don't know that this game is actually a platformer, though. In any case. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have, be, you have to have like like when this shows up in your search for World War Z game, presuming you did that, mm-hmm. you immediately see that it's just some like nonsense title, though. So like, I don't really know how they present. Like, they should present that what you just saw there with like Z Zombie War or whatever, like. And everything else should be like we've seen these other games where like the small print is like way, way, way down there out of, out of yep. the picture. You know, like this is not even fooling anybody because Zero World Zombie Death War is already visible and it's going to be obviously not what you're looking for. Yep. I don't know. It, it must just be because it's searching like the way search works in the eShop is it's searching a, just for the game title. So they yeah, have to but cram I'm just saying like there. then you get then you see it and then yep. you have to make your buy decision. It's like. At that point, that's when I don't know when this how this deception works. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't I, – I don't get it. Like it doesn't look like the thing you're looking for. Well, how about this? Our next one is Stack Tower Up 3D Builder Simulator. Don't crash. There you go. So this <laughs> thing right. looks like Stack Tower, right? You don't need to see the Up 3D Builder Simulator, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Up 3D I mean, this Builder Simulator. Interesting. Don't crash. So here's the description. Are you ready to start greatest building, the biggest tower building of the city in this Stack Tower Up 3D Builder Simulator Don't Crash game? I are. <laughs> hey, are you the city builder we are looking for? Bet you are. There is a characteristic <laughs> tower block stacking game. You just need to stack the tower's parts together and build a great city towards the sky. In Tower Builder, build a city and get to modification to make something classic, something that has never before been built in a construction city game. <laughs> Wait, is it classic or has it never been seen before? Which That's one? a good point. And then the features are very enjoyable game. Okay, the next game. The Dwarf Kingdom, Magic World of War versus Orcs and Dragon. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder where I've seen that title font before. <clears throat> also, they the art it. just kind of looks World of Warcrafty. <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's yes. I think that was the inspiration behind the oh. Dwarf Kingdom. Magic World of War versus Orcs and Dragon. Do you think somebody made like a, a, a game maker called like Nintendo Seal of Quantity Game Maker and then they can just cook these yeah. all out this quickly? They must have at this point. That's a good That's idea. <laughs> Next one. 
I, I don't know. It's so strange. I don't know what to make of this next one. This one, next one is called Loot Box Simulator Crimson Fire. Oh, no. Now, and we've looked at a loot box simulator here before, but this is mm-hmm. a new one. And it says, be rich for once and buy all the loot boxes. <laughs> Earn yeah. gold and spend it on awesome loot boxes filled with more ton 1.000 amazing rewards. Well, so, there's, there's a loot box. The, one award. The loot box simulator that I'm aware of is a Steam game. That's a that's a it's a it's a satire. It's a satirical yeah. look at like loot boxes, and so it's actually like you know it's good. Like it's very very well done at what it's trying to do and what it's trying to say about loot boxes. This one does not. I do not give it any benefit of the doubt for being a, a satire. I don't think so. It says, be rich for once and buy all the loot boxes in this awesome simulator game. Live your life like there is no tomorrow. Yes, yeah, definitely it, buying loot boxes it, is living life. It says life. wizard down in the I, corner. Yeah, I permanently wizard. want the spelling of wizard to be changed to wizard. That's great. Uh, I think it's a really cool aspect of our, the time that we're living in right now that people get so hung up on spending real money on loot boxes in games and it's again being outlawed in some countries that we need to make simulators to satiate them and those might actually work maybe earn money by finishing crazy jobs from a random selection just to spend all of it on loot boxes this game brings pretty amazing images and exciting loot boxes to your console (laughs) not are they very amazing damon pretty amazing okay (laughs) pretty amazing images Okay, one more game this week. This one is called Overshoot Battle Race. (laughs) That's great. I love this image. (laughs) It's a great key art for Overshoot Battle Race. Like I was just coming straight out of the grill. Yeah. (laughs) So so to describe this, there's like a a four-wheel, a big wheel. I don't know how you call these things. A monster truck. It's a Rocket League monster truck. A Rocket League monster truck. Uh, with a rocket in front of it with fire coming out of it, like it's just fired it, but there's no conceivable way for said normal truck to have fired this missile. There's no gun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no evidence of it. The scripture says inspired by the old style isometric arcade racing games, an insane journey through one unknown solar system and facing the most amazing racers in the galaxy. Inspired by the old built on uh, RC pro-am or like, Ivan Iron Man Stewart's off-road racing, huh? Yep. Inspired by the old-style isometric arcade racing games, Overshoot Battle Race is an extremely fun racing game that brings back the emotion to play a battle racing game alone or with his friends. <laughs> Overshoot will make bring back the lost feeling that was playing with friends and family when you have been seated on the couch fighting in the first place and screaming angrily when someone explodes your car. <laughs> play alone or with his friends and family and have amazing moments with real fun and challenge but be careful may you lose your friends <laughs> that's a good one um do you know a funny isometric uh, uh racing game that i have to recommend just because the music is so good it's rock and roll racing by blizzard yep. or the super nintendo entertainment system mm. it's in the collections too but they have a uh, they have licensed tracks in it including a kind of a, a rockin super nintendo you know, slap bass and all version of Paranoid by Black Sabbath, among other great titles. It's really cool. Nice. I, I, I do want to point out a game looked cool. It looked like yeah, RC it Pro Am. Like it looks okay. It definitely looks maybe the most fun to play out of this. That and the stack tower looked like the best ones I saw today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creations you've never seen before. Classic ones. <laughs> may may you lose your friends. 
Last week I mentioned I was going to watch Banshees of Inishirin, and I did, and I liked it a lot. Not too much oh. of a surprise there. Everyone, everyone seems to agree. It's a very good movie. Did you get the number count joke I made? Yeah, afterwards, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I recommend it. it's on It's on HBO Max is where I watch it. Uh, it's a very cool setting and premise that is very unusual for films. So basically the premise is about adults who, adult friends who break up. One of them decides they don't want to be friends anymore. And that's just something that doesn't happen very often with adults. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you like get in fights with your friends all the time and, mm-hmm. and uh, break up or whatever. But So that's unusual. And then the setting, it's a fictional island off the coast of Ireland in the early 1920s set against the backdrop of the, the Irish um, Civil War, which I don't know anything about. But the two main characters are supposed to represent both sides in that conflict. So oh, I'm being infiltrated over here. Excuse me. Can I help you, young man? What are we holding here? What are we holding in our hands here? We got a little Bowser, a little Gamera. Oh, wow. It's quite the setup. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Run up. Um, See if Andrea needs any help. Oh, he also has a little uh, Mario Kart little guy. Nice. I thought the, uh, as I said, did did you like how the beer looked in that movie? I thought it looked very refreshing. Yeah, but it's just like... uh, (laughs) What a life. Uh, everyone just goes to the bar at 2 p.m. every day. 100%. And, uh, and uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they were on opposing sides of the war. I think their island was all on the same side of the war. No, just um, the two characters the represented characters. the different sides. Yeah, the, the two buddies. Yeah, not, not literally. Not, okay. Yeah, metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That Martin McDonough, he makes some good movies sometimes. Knows how to make some good movies. And here we are. It's another Thursday night. So my viewing this evening is going to be Life Force. Ooh. Oh, man. I used to see that VHS cover and wonder about yeah. it. 1985, directed by <laughs> Toby Hooper, director of Poltergeist and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I saw it as a kid, but I don't remember anything except it involves space vampires. Yeah. Do, do that one I remember the cover of really well. And also one called Alien Mine. You know that one? There you go. Alien Mine, no. Enemy Mind, yes. That's, enemy um, Mind, yes. That's right. Enemy Mind. It has like Who's a that? rubber suit alien and a guy, and I think it's just like a, on the cover. It's great. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah, who is in... Um, is he the one in uh, Inner Space? Yep. So at the beginning Which of Ant-Man great. in the Alamo Theater, they always show like related topics. So they showed a bunch of miniaturization movies, um, cool. and they showed a bunch of stuff from Inner Space, and it was really fun to review that. I was like... I don't, I don't remember every aspect of that movie, but that immediately comes back when I watch it. Inner Space is great. Joe Dante, uh, director of Gremlins, and Piranha. Piranha. And the Burbs. Piranha 3D? Okay. Now Piranha 3D. Okay. <laughs> that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Baker, an almost 40-year-old from nearby... Greenville, uh, South Carolina. I don't know why he says he's just nearby Greenville. I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, wow. Uh, that's he's a near, lot I mean, of clues in the four-year-oldness yeah. here. I, I was going to say, everybody's nearby something, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Let the questioning begin. Hmm. Did this game come out in the 80s or 90s? No. Is it on Switch? No. Well, how else is this kid playing it? <laughs> You, you you heard me say almost four D year old, right? Oh, I thought you said almost four year old. I don't think uh, we've ever gotten yeah. an email from someone who's younger than four <laughs> that you know of. It, maybe maybe little Tony style email. 
I hope so. Is this game on a PlayStation platform? Yes. Probably PS2. Is this is this an exclusive? Yes. Wait, I want to. Uh, why probably PS2? The only thing we know is that it's not 80s or 90s. I don't know. I just got a feeling, man. <laughs> okay. It's, it's the dartboard version of 20 Questions. What, what did you just ask, Sam? Oh, it's an exclusive. PS PS2 oh, exclusive. Oh, oh. you you speci- <laughs> we, don't, we we don't know for sure that it's PS2. <laughs> is it a PS2 exclusive? No. Ah! Rip. Rip. <laughs> that is five. Is it a PS3 exclusive? No. What the heck? <laughs> um, we should is, have asked even or odd numbers. We, I I I, rec- <laughs> I recognize that now. Well, okay. So, I mean, four, is it a PS4 four, exclusive? <laughs> is it yeah. a PS4 exclusive? No. No. <laughs> so what? Vita? It's five. PS5, right? Probably or Vita. Oh uh, well. Or PSP. Shoot. Was this a handheld game? Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you play as a human? You can. I think it's the I think it's the Twisted Metal game that was on PSP. Twisted Metal. uh, I don't remember what it was called. Head on something like that. You only play as many cars in that game. You can play as a as a man as a a man with his head on fire. Well, yeah, man asking the too. license question, we can ask, has this been or will it be a licensed property? What does that mean? Oh, because they're Mr. making metal has a show coming out. They're making oh. that TV show. What about if it's like the what oh. if it's like has, a handheld version? In, how about this, David? Has this appeared or will it appear in other formats than games? Yes, that's 10. Ooh. Was this a PSP exclusive? Yes. Maybe it really was Twisted Metal. I was just kind of goofing. I think it's Ghost of Sparta. Yeah, yeah. So no, because sure. the can play as a human doesn't make sense for either of those games. Really, again, you play as right. spooky trucks in that game, right? Is this PSP game like the handheld version of like a well-known console PlayStation game franchise, like no. a handheld take on it? No. Ah, okay, so, so it's, it's not. Like Patapon or Loco Roco type game. Yeah, so it's not Daxter, it's not Siphon Filter, it's not Twisted Metal, it's not any of those. Not Battlefront. That's interesting. I was kind of sure it was going to be one of those. Is it a music rhythm game? Nope. Uh, I was hoping it was DJ Max Portable. Was this made in Japan? No. What? So, okay. <laughs> it has things, so it's probably a license. You can play as a human. It's been in, it's been developed in other formats other than games. Could it be like a tearaway or something like that? A visual novel or Oh boy. Not made in Japan. I feel like all the really iconic PSP games were Japanese. We've done Fat Princess before, but that kind of fits. I don't think that was on. Was that on PSP? It was definitely on console. Yeah, I think it was a PSP first game. Maybe it was after, though. I don't can't remember. I just remember there was a Fat Princess PSP. Mm. 
Well, we, okay. Knowing that it wasn't made in Japan eliminates not every single Sony first party studio, but you know, most of them. Uh, what format was it adapted into? What does that mean? What's that question all about? I mean, an, so, was, some movies some, and TV. <laughs> There's not a lot of those. Maybe books. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm having a hard time. Like, is this is this Damon? Is this PSP game? Like when people are thinking about like the great PSP games, is this considered one of the venerated games in the PSP game library? Probably not. That's 15. Oh, shoot. That was already 15. Well, I regret asking that. Um, well, I don't because I'm thinking about like, I don't know, there's like weird Ninja Turtles games and stuff like that on the PSP. But like that feels like it would be weird for Damon to pick that. Who is making games just for the PSP? You also don't play as a human in Ninja Turtles. Unless you can play as Casey Jones. Casey Jones or April. Uh, what if it's something like Invisibles? I feel like that was a very prolific PSP game. I don't know. I think that was a TV show. <sighs> oh, boy. We're in trouble here. What about... Oh, never mind. Did this game get a, a UMD release? Yes. They were all UMD releases. Was there... No, there was like PSP minis and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was you're thinking right. of one of them too with like a bouncing vampire. Remember that one? Um, uh, could this be a Ubisoft game? Dude, I really, I like, I, I, you know, was a big handheld game guy. As has come up on this show before, and I have a whole closet full of PSP games, but I'm having a hard time with this. Should we ask if Sony published it? But probably not if it's in unless probably not not if it's not that doesn't help me i mean if that helps you we can ask i mean it would just mean that it's from sony santa monica or naughty dog or like somebody that was like you know, but but that's what i mean but that but then that's where i circle back to the question of like it's not a handheld version of like a hand a desktop uh console sony franchise so it's not like metal gear acid it's not any of those Mm. Did those companies give it a shot on the PSP, like something weird? What about, yeah. What about Luminous? Thought about that too, but that was made in Japan. I, I mean, we're 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 probably hosed here, boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. If I'm not not made in Japan's really tripping me up because I'm like, oh, you know, it could be Castlevania. It could be, you know, like Sega made some iconic PSP games. Like, But it's not an iconic PSP game. Right. It's just a random PSP game and it's exclusive to the PSP. What? That's what, been adapted um, in other formats. What Castlevania oh, games? Let right? the record show. I, that's not what I said. What? Oh, it can be and, other stuff. I never said this game has been adapted into other formats. What? Didn't we ask that? But Well, Sam asked it in an either-or way. Well, what was the either-or? I don't recall. Was this adapted from or to other formats? Okay. What about... Uh, what about... I, I don't know if these are on the DS. Were the GTAs? Mm-hmm. Like G- oh, GTA yeah, China Chinatown Wars? 
Yeah. Liberty City Stories, Chinatown Stories. Wars, and Vice yeah. City Stories. Right. Chinatown Wars was on the DS. Where it was Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories. Yeah. Yeah. Vi- uh, Liberty City Stories was exclusive, <laughs> but, and then it got ported to PS2 eventually. But okay. those are games that were existent as other series that got adapted to the PSP. Yeah. I mean, Chinatown Wars less so, because that one's like more top-down and not like the 3D games. Bro. Um, what about like, what about like Hot Shots Golf? I, I know that those are on console now. To my memory, they started on the PSP. Like that was the original one, Japanese, right? right? Yeah, they're all, okay. Maybe you're right. I actually don't know who the developer is. I can't remember. Did Sony publish this game? No. Now, man. How many questions we at? You have two questions and a guess left. Wait. I might. Do, I, do you guys mind if I go out on a limb? No, go for it. Go for it. Damon, did we mention this game last week? Yes. It's Lord of the Rings Tactics. <laughs> It totally well, is. I mean, I don't know if they were guessing that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Tom did reveal. Wow. Yes, when I mentioned that yeah. last week uh, as yeah. an idea yeah. that I had for a game, I didn't realize yeah. it was a real game. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, That's this hilarious. Cool. Lord of the Rings Tactics, a real game for PSP, which is apparently pretty good. I just gave it a wow, 7.7. These, these graphics, it's like I'm in the movie. And it's like, yeah, they're based on the... Um, the Peter Jackson films. And this is when EA had the license. So this is an EA published game. Is this like a Final Fantasy Tactics like? Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's a tactical RPG. Yeah. All oh, your units it, move. It. All your units move at the same time. Oh, okay. As far as I understand. Yep. That was the game. That was the meta at play here. Final Fantasy. And, that was, and it was only, it, it was, it was only ever on PSP and never got ported. Yep. Never. Yeah, that was it. We could have had 20 years of great tactics Lord of the Rings games, and we just don't. It's weird, right? The one in my head was like an HD 2D pixel art. Right, yeah, like. same. Yeah. A lot of like, or like uh, the um, uh, uh, Metal Slug game that's coming out, right? Yep, Metal Slug Tactics. tactics I mean, yeah. apparently, that's also been delayed into infinity. So oh, really? We'll see. Thank you for the suggestion, Baker, an almost 40-year-old from nearby Greenville, South Carolina. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Joe. Everyone working behind the scenes in the LA studio to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And what was it? May, may you lose your friends. <laughs> what?